Hello and welcome to Dan the Dog with me, Matt Ford. And me, John Richardson. Can I can I get my round in? Go on. Um, I need your help. Okay. If such a thing is possible. Um, oh, yes, it is. I've helped you in the past, I'm sure. T- tomorrow morning I will be I appearing. I've helped you in the past twice. You did, yeah. And uh, I keep trying to shake you off. You keep finding my new address. <laughs> um, I've got to promote the final legs of my tour tomorrow, including the DVD recording at the Hackney Empire on the 7th of September. Very exciting. I've got to, oh, I'm going on Lorraine. Okay. Um, this is the thing I'm worst at, pretending that I am good to an audience who I don't think really know or care who I am. And I've you have the little research chat where the producer rings you up and asks you the questions, and I could tell it's going to be boring. I don't want to do a boring interview, but equally, I don't want to do one of those like wacky comedian comes on Lorraine and throws the cushions and it knocks a vase over, all that crap. Yeah. What you, you strike me as a man who who knows how to uh, conduct himself in interview? How, how would you how would you go about that if I were Lorraine? I said, okay, now I'm joined by Matthew Ford, uh, who's going out on a national tour. Tell us about it, Matthew. Well, I'll tell you what, why don't, if, if this is going to be helpful to you, if you want to be Lorraine, I'll be John. Yeah, you tell me what I should do, because I'll tell you what I would do. I'd go, yeah, well, I'm going to tell you. You might like it, you might not, but you know, if you know I am, you don't like I don't like me, so you might not want to come. And then I get a call from my agent saying, well, that was a complete waste of time. You just told three million people you think you're shit. You fucked it up, you moron. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Mag. I want to get you the big break so you go and throw it away. <laughs> okay, you be the rain, I'll be you. Here we go. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Uh, okay, now, uh, coming up later, Gino De Campo is going to show us how to make uh, a trifle that's actually made entirely of cream. So it's just a bowl of cream, basically, but it's going to be cheeky about it, so it'll be okay. Um, now, very excited now to be joined by uh, comedian, podcaster, author, uh, John Richardson. He's, he's going out on a, a national tour. He's here to tell us about it. John, how are you? Hello. <laughs> Oh, that's disgusting. That's a very unpleasant sound. Thank you. Is that like an impression of somebody you're doing there? No. No, this is my voice, and it's like when you stroke a cat the wrong way, um, which you'll know from my previous DVDs. Um, I have a big <laughs> dick, and it makes me thirsty, and I wanted to know about it. Have you got any water? Oh, I'm parched. Um, but um, joking aside, um, I am on tour. Tickets are available, and it's for the Nitwit, which I'm recording for a DVD. Uh, What's uh, that uh, mean, Nitwit? The... What's that mean? Well, Let's it's... call it Nitwit. What's that mean? Well, it's a play on words, Lorraine. I wear What's cardigans. What's that noise? That is passing traffic. Oh, sorry. That's all right. Um, am I making you nervous? Yes. Why? You're very tense. Your shoulders are all tense. You look like you're about to attack. You look like a frightened cat. Well, I think you've been getting away with it for too long, frankly. I think you need to hear the truth, Lorraine. I think you conduct these interviews in a manner that is frankly condescending. And as a national broadcaster who probably, um, through my podcast, Down the Dog, download it, um, uh, and through my television... You've turned into Noel Gallagher. You are. You've turned into Noel Gallagher there. Right. No, I haven't, for starters, right? I mean, can you imagine our kid on Lorraine? You know what I mean? When I wrote Nitwit, I mean, I'd done Spatula Pad, right? <laughs> and when I wrote that, you know, I knew then the routines I was doing were, you know, they were just good, right? I, I remember writing a routine about, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember some of your routines. What were your early routines? Um, 
What do you do on Apollo? Or, or, or what do you do on McIntyre? The routine about the Spanish family on the train. I remember writing a routine about Spanish family on a train. And I showed it to Russell Howard and he went, there's no way you've just written that. That's too fucking good. You know what I mean? But I wrote that on a laptop that uh, Billy Connolly lent me. And uh, oh, these routines were just coming out of me. Then I did this guy at night, right? Got nominated. Uh, and then, you know, as he's off on the way, the third album was a load of shite. Don't happy be worry. You know, less said about that, the better. Sold a shitload of tickets, though. So, you know. I still, people, get, people come up to you now saying, I fucking love that gig. You know. I it's mean, depressingly you know, accurate. What the fuck is that all about? You know what I mean? But, you know, the later stuff I was more into because I was expressing myself. So, nitwit is, you know, playing words because I like a cardigan and it's a form of nitwear, but nitwit is an idiot, isn't it? Uh, so, I'm a cardigan wearing dickhead. Uh, and you can you know actually I mean? swear. Um, so I'm gonna go I don't to give a thing. fuck. I'm going to go to the Acme uh, Empire. We're going to fucking have it. You know what I mean? And if anyone wants to fucking have it, we'll be there, right? I'm, and I'm recording that DVD and it's going to go fucking off because, I, I mean, I don't know why we're not doing it for streaming. You know, doing it for a now defunct disc format. But, you know, I just go where they fucking sell me. All right. Well, thanks very much, John Richardson. There, That didn't go exactly how I thought it was going to. But uh, thanks for your time. Pleasure. Anytime, right? And if you want to come, come down, come backstage, and we'll have a fucking party. I've heard you like <laughs> to get bang on it. <laughs> so basically, I just need to do the entire interview as Noel Gallagher. So yeah. All right. Well, thanks. It's been a useful workshop, that. And then what you've got to do is, obviously, if it is Noel Gallagher, you've got to slag off other comedians like you would slag off other bands. Oh, I do that anyway with my eyes. Are you genuinely worried about being the rain? Because I remember seeing you on Loose yeah. Women, and I thought, I, I thought you, 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 I think you're ideal for that sort of um, show and audience. I, I think there's all. Where well, Loose Women was a different kettle of fish, wasn't it? Because you're in the middle there, and they're sort yeah. of on all sides here. It's very gladiatorial. They sort of went for me, and then I was sort of in my, I was in my early twenties then. I was sort of fresh meat, and they've just been talking about what dildos they use and where they hide them in their bedrooms. <laughs> I mean, that sort of. That ball sat up for me, so to speak, to come out there and be like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I hope you wash it afterwards. You know, that, that just sort of sat up for me. But I think there's going to be a different kettle of fish tomorrow. It's just going to be me. You know, there's no sort of, there's there's very little banter. It's going to be quite a dry. I'm not, I'm not I don't swear, agree. refer to anything adult. I think it'll be great. Lorraine Kelly is one of our greatest broadcasters. She's mm-hmm. adept at putting people at, at their ease. She will genuinely like you. She'll be one of the you'll be one of the guests that she actually genuinely likes. Her audience will like you. It will be a nice, gentle, um, humorous interview. I think what you do now, what you do now, you go on these programs and you say something so that you don't have to do all the other interviews. Instead of doing fifty, you say something in like that first interview that gets syndicated. You say something shocking or upsetting, or you reveal something about your past. Ooh, so what are you, then, what are you going to do then? Have you got? Well, some I don't fun? know. I'll have a I'll have a thing. I might drop something contrary. I've got nothing controversial about me. That's the problem. So Have you not to... got some undiagnosed medical condition that you can... Oh, do you think I should? Use as collateral? Yeah, I should tell the story about nearly shitting out the kids' pool at, uh, on my last holiday. Undiagnosed diarrhoea. Malaga was in the news this week. I've got undiagnosed incontinence. Yeah. And I've struggled with it my whole life. I'm you were never happier diarrhea. when you thought I had an anal fissure, were you? That was chronic... <laughs> Anal fissures. <laughs> oh, that was a three-word catchphrase I could get behind. I was um, very keen on that. So uh, I was at Malaga last week. Malaga were in the news this week. So the Malaga oh, yeah. fans, um, they were protesting the fact that their club hasn't signed anyone this summer. Protesting against the fact, sorry, we're not in America. All right, buddy. Protesting 
the fact <sighs> their club had not made a signing all summer. They were upset about it. Um, so they went to the airport yeah. en masse and just waited for a random person to come out of the airport and then cheered and took pictures with them and gave them a shirt and started singing as if that was their new signing. I thought it was a very funny thing. Oh, yes, I saw that. That's really good. Yeah. It's so sweet, isn't it? There is a sweet side to football that I think people on the outside of football don't see. They think we're all just yobs. And you're like, actually, there's a, there's a tenderness and there's a warmth and a wit to football that other sports don't have. And I think that is such a lovely thing. Yeah. Um, oh! Ooh. So you know I've been going to the doctors a lot because... Um, you have. You've had a time of it, haven't you? Sciatica, vomiting up blood. Um, so one of the things, I forgot to tell you this. Um, so I plonk myself on the chair. I call him doctor, even though he gives me his first name. I, I, I respect rank and the chain of command. Oh, um, so, you ever go um, for a doc? I think I would only do that if I thought he was busting my balls. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Dak. Oh, <laughs> you're busting my balls, Dak. How often are you going in for a ball busting these days? <laughs> every six months. Um, so anyway, he, he pulls up his shirt and um, he, he's about to listen to my lungs using a stethoscope. And as his hand brushes my back, he says, <laughs> he goes, oh, you've got a lipoma. Oh. I said, that's not oh, that why you thing. want to wear a doctor when he's around the back here. Ooh, that's what I've just found. <laughs> oh, shit. That ain't a And he goes, um, he goes uh, I said, oh, that little thing. And basically, I would say I've got a slug-sized pouch of fat halfway down my back. Slug-sized? Slug-shaped, just like a sort of... That's well, it's the shape of a slug. I can't put yeah, it any yeah, better. I can picture it. I, I, I don't say it was the wrong word. It's just such a vivid image. Yeah. yeah it yeah, protrudes really like a slug. It's just like if you rub your hand over it, you're like, oh, there's just like a sort of... So it's not visible No, nah, you just skin. feel it. You, no, you, you feel just it. feel it. It's not, a co- it's not coloured or anything. It's just like, it's just under the skin. You're like, oh, there's just like a hard... There's a slug. slug size. They found a worm in a woman's brain this week. Who's to say you haven't got a slug in your gizzards? <laughs> so um, I, I, I go, oh, what's that? It says, nothing to worry about. If it was around the front, we'd call it wheat. <laughs> I was like, all right, so there's nothing to worry about. It's not just fat. <laughs> so, okay. He sounds like a man who enjoys his job. He was good. He gave, gave me some advice just on, like, diet and stuff. What's he told you? Well, he was, like, trying to avoid gluten, actually. He says, you know, because you, 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 you've got extra and aspirin and stuff, you know, any sort of reaction to things is often it's, um, you know, you're irritating parts of your body internally. So he was like, you know, eat healthy. I was like, I, I I said, I do. He said, drink water. I said, I actually get the piss taken out of me because I, <laughs> like, I actually did. I felt I had to slightly fight my corner. I think I, my fear was he mm. thought he was dealing with, you know, Danny Amora. Baker. Yeah, or just like, <laughs> like just someone who was just like. <laughs> you you know keep I mean? asking him what he has on a sausage sandwich. Is that what did like, it? You know, I think he thought I was just like a, yeah. But I was like, look, I have fruit for breakfast, for God's sake. Um, we'd Did you tell milk. him it was a bunch of bananas, six apples? Um, but yes, he, he was like, well, after the first one, you get home, just, you know, maybe go gluten-free, this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, it's interesting, that, isn't it? He, he felt my back, felt the slug, and, but it's nothing to worry about. Which is oh. <laughs> felt the slug is really not nice. Oh, have you got a slug on your back? Have you got a lipoma? Yes, email us, hello at downthedog.com. Um 
Well, we've had a number of um, emails. Uh, these are fantastic. And, and thank you all for getting in touch because I, I genuinely believe we have the best listeners of any podcast in global showbiz. Mark that, says... That, that, a little dig at your other two there. Need to up their game on the old crime emails today. Um, it's crime, it's scandal. I mean, it, it, it's a different... It, it, there's not much listener interaction in that. But what you're saying is the listeners to that podcast are thick and uncommunicative. Not at all. Sophisticated, bright, and um, very, very good. Um, Mark <laughs> says, and the title is Bullshit Corner. Oh, yeah. Head. He says, the bully. Ah, oh, is that the guy I sent over? Yeah, he says, thanks for the backing, Matt. And how very dare you, John. But beans doth froth. They're the I juice ones. Especially if making this, ultimate man. beans which consists of beans, spices, onions, garlic, and broth. There you go. He says, I perhaps stretch the truth with a side salad. There we go. Called him out. However, he says, I've got myself a hemorrhoid named Hair Emroid, and mm-hmm. I have attended galleries. The Sex Museum Gallery in Amsterdam. Nice. The <sighs> Blackburn Textile Museum. Tactile. And the World Gallery, a la Liverpool. All right. My brother can contest. He is indefatigable. Next round on me, Mark. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, he's 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 been named and shamed, and he's put his hand up and said, "I didn't have salad with beans," and that was my big problem. You can froth beans, of course you can, if you put them in a dirty pan. But since he's owned up to the fact he did not have beans with a salad, he can come out of bullshit corner for that. He's out. He's out. He's out. I tell you, someone who is in is David White. Also, Mike Summerscales has been back in touch. So maybe you'd like to read that one out. But all right, um, I wanted to read this one because it says. The, the title is MRI Scans. Okay. Are you putting him in Bullshit Corner? Who? M- uh, David White, MRI Scans. I'm not putting him in Bullshit Corner. Why would I put him in? Because I said that uh, uh, Mark was out of Bullshit Corner and you said, I'll tell you who's in. Oh, no. I meant, I meant who's just... Oh, oh, right, damn, it, oh damn, right. it, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. I don't want to put him in there. Chill out, David. You're fine. You're fine. Dave, all is forgiven. Um, preemptively. Um, it says, hi, Matt, John, and Danny. Long-time listener, first-time messenger. Welcome to the dog, old friend. He says, I've had several MRI scans in my time on account of being born with a condition causing a considerable number of tumours ravaging not only my face, but also my limbs. Okay. The M does indeed stand for magnetic. Well done, Matthew. And it works by knocking protons out of alignment with each other and then taking a series of photos as the protons from different tissues take longer to realign. So it wow. can create a map to differentiate between different types of tissue. Can I just say, David, the way you communicate is excellent because Mm -hmm. this is detailed without being hard to read, if you you see what I mean. He says, the disorientation afterwards is because the magnetic pulses disrupt the inner cochlear fluid in our ears, which we rely on for balance. Fuck! Because alcohol can also disrupt this fluid, and it's the same reason we feel unbalanced while drunk. So it doesn't sound to me that this would have been a novel experience for Matthew. <laughs> he says, but yes, they're claustrophobic as fuck, and all my grandparents are dead. Dave. <laughs> oh, man. Dave, I love you, man. That uh, is a great, great email. Email of the week. Let's find Probably. out. Possibly one of the best emails in the history of the show. Yeah, um, long-time listener, not a first-time emailer, old Mickey Summerscales, is he? He's a regular. His email is entitled Blood and Pee. <laughs> um, Matt's story of coughing up blood. Unfortunately, probably fortunately on reflection, I don't have a similar tale. However, in the same ballpark, I once pissed blood in a public urina while standing next to a very concerned-looking elderly gentleman who hit me with the phrase, I think you need to see someone about that, mate. <laughs> 
I agreed. Cut to the chase. Let's get it out of the way early so this remains a funny story. No cancer, just an infection. Kids pissing in swimming pools do need to be kept in check. Anyway, to diagnose said infection, I had to have a camera up my scared penis. Scared penis is making me thirsty. <laughs> He's put scared penis with capital letters as well. Oh, um, this Isn't was done. Misspelt sacred. this was done very casually by two middle-aged nurses one held back the foreskin while the other rammed the camera up there as the foreskin holder nonchalantly asked me are you going anywhere nice on holidays (laughs) i replied in a a slightly high-pitched voice malta going to malta Once the camera is in position, Dr. Death walks in and proceeds to tell me it'll hurt when he gets to the bend just before the bladder, turning my piss pipe into a dark version of the M62 approaching rush hour traffic. He was right. It fucking killed while I asked Holiday Nurse for some more gas and air. That's about it. Take some antibiotics. You'll probably be fine in a couple of weeks. I was Mike Est. Man, I pissed blood once. Did you? you? I had a urinary tract infection, a UTI, as it's known mm-hmm. in the biz. And, um, yeah, I was just packed off with antibiotics and storage, and it cleared right up. But I, I, it basically been very painful while I pissed. I went to the doctor and was like, oh, I need to piss. Pissed blood at the doctors. Came back in and was like, oh, my God, I've just pissed blood. And they were like, don't worry about it. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> That's the place to do it, though, isn't it? Live. Oh, yeah. Live. And it's live. I'm going to piss blood in your surgery. <laughs> and it's live. <laughs> Mike, I mean, again, the quality of the writing. Foreskin holder nonchalantly asked me, are you going anywhere nice on holiday? <laughs> the thought of a scared penis as well. Yeah. I guess um, in a way, if a penis was capable of its own thought, it would be scared in that moment. No doubt. If it knew what was coming. But the penis is a sort of a reactive uh, part of the body, isn't it? So if, if the brain is scared, then I best... By definition, the penis would be scared, wouldn't it? Yeah. Sheepish penis. Sheepish. This was a little woolly thing. Ian says, I can't believe you are in a pub, you've got a barman, you've got bullshit corner, but there's been no mention of a dartboard. Come on, lift your game. I'm thinking there is no coincidence that there are 20 numbers on a dartboard and 20 teams in the Premier League. Um, Perhaps we throw two darts and based on league positions, the corresponding numbers on the dartboard, Matt and John impersonate a personality from each team, i.e. Jack Grealish and Jurgen Klopp having a pint and solving who makes better lager, English or Germans, or Mikel Arteta and Bruno Fernandes sharing a Chardonnay and discussing the finer points of having a happy disposition. Uh, love the podcast a new format. What the fuck was that? Can you hear that? Is that your coffee machine? Yeah, fuck. <laughs> You're making a coffee, you piece of shit. What? I just fancy the coffee. You're just fucking idiot. Can you hear that? No, no, coffee's come out there. Did you honestly think that that was inaudible? Do you know what? It hasn't worked, though. Have you got water in the back of the machine? Yeah, I have, yeah. Have you properly locked the handles down into oh. place? Hang on, I'm going to make myself another one. Fuck yeah. I'm in a hotel. I fancied a, an espresso. What's wrong with that? It's free You're... country. In the middle of a podcast. Oh, there it comes. Look at that. The deep, dark goodness. Of coffee. Makes you feel good, doesn't it? Cannot believe you've just triggered an espresso machine in the middle of the podcast. 
what was do you think it was offended by what I said? <laughs> I just think the lack of professionalism. I mean, the, the lack of respect for Ian Walkden, whose email I was re- reading. Hang on, sorry, Ian. The dartboard thing was great, and but just to return to the point you made, let's be honest. And and I would say you and I are both patriotic men. I'd say I, I would maybe shade you in that um, contest. But I think both of us are more than happy to admit the Germans make the best lager in the world. Yeah, hell as lager. It's the German purity law of fifteen sixteen. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, German purity laws. So this is why you don't get the same sort of. Hang- it's just. It's, you remember when we went to Sheffield and I had that part of um, Lowenbrow in, in one of your locals? Uh, yeah, I was hammered by then. It was. I was, but I was just like this. Is, even and these things have been five percent. They don't muck about, do they? But they're just so clean, so you don't get that horrible chewiness that you get off like some. British lagers, or the way we make them, or what it is. He's going to name and shame. Is he going to name and shame? No, worst no. British lager. No, no. All right, still tell looking what, for that sponsorship deal. You don't seem you don't seem as impressed as you should be that I knew what year the German purity law was. Well, do you know passed. what I was thinking? I was thinking, is that this week's uh, listener scoop? Does that does that count as a scoop that when you're in a pub, if in any doubt, if you opt for a German lager, you know it has to conform to a uh, what did you call it? A purity law. It's the German purity law of fifteen sixteen. And again, I can't stress this enough. I can't believe how little reaction it's getting. That you that you you don't seem impressed at all. That I know the specific year it was passed. Why do you know that? Good question. Because last night I was drinking in Glasgow, and the West Brewery, um, based in Glasgow, that you and I have been to. Mm-hmm. Remember the place we went to on the way to the Celtic game? Yes, lovely, loved it. Did a cracking vegan burger. I nearly turned your father-in-law. He looked at my vegan burger. He said, "Oh, that looks good." I said, are you going to have one? He said, aye, but I'll be getting one with a big slice of coo in the middle. <laughs> a big dead coo in it. <laughs> so anyway, last night I was, in, I was in Glasgow drinking, and on the bottle <laughs> I had a bottle of St Mungo, which is um, a wonderful lager that the West Brewery make, and at the bottom it says, brewed in accordance with the German purity law of 1516. I see. So you learnt it last night. That's why you're so excited to get your fact out. Well, I knew the ones made in Germany conformed, of course, um, and I knew that part one of the reasons I would choose a West beer when in Scotland is because I know that they also conform and therefore all the goodness, the aforementioned quality of the brewing process. Um, but I didn't know the specific year until last night when I had a, a bottle of um, West Brewery St Mungo with a portion of Cajun fries and some nachos. Oh, lovely. Mm. Yeah. Good pub grub, that, in it? Yeah, that's good. That's a nice evening, that. And yeah. uh, I'm pleased to see that after numerous health scares through the festival, you have uh, reacted by getting straight down the pub and getting hammered. Well, I, I wouldn't say I got hammered. I wouldn't say that. I'd say you wouldn't say I, that. I let off a bit of steam. Um, I mean, I sound all right today. Don't I don't sound hungover. Um, no, you sound uh, you sound relatively fresh. Yeah, I feel fresh. I had a shower before I did this. You know. Well done. Love a shower. I mean, this is obviously this was a, a running theme a little bit, but I couldn't believe. Have you showered yet today? Uh, you're very lucky. I had to go to the cooperative store this morning for some dishwasher tablets, so you find me clean. And were they in it? Were they in a cooperative mood? Uh, I couldn't get the e-cover ones that we usually use, which is a slight disappointment. And the eco refill shop is not open yet, so I had to make a, a, an ecological decision that I'm not proud of. But uh, the dishwasher, as a result of being loaded before we went away and not turned on due to the lack of tablets, is <clears> full. <throat> Of dishes which are now mouldy. God, you've got fishy dishes all over your house. I mean, it's just fishy dishes. All things, all things are bloody crime scene. 
but thank God your body for once is clean. Um, talking of old stuff left in uh, rectangular places. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's been in touch about eating old stuff from the cupboard. Yeah. He says, my mother was born in Manchester during World War II. And needless oh, yeah. to say, has rather a frugal approach to life, and in particular, throwing food away. Gone off milk was absolutely fine in tea, even with curdled flecks of soured cream. Jam with an inch of mould was absolutely fine as long as the mould lid was scraped off. Yeah, I do agree with that. I agree with that. I do that with butter all yeah. the time. Because the reason I'm writing she's about an incident where even she admits she went a bit too far. Oof. My younger sister is two and a half years younger than me. And when she was a baby, my mother needed to supplement her diet with some milk made from powder. This is in the mid-80s. Luckily for her, although perhaps not for m- much for my sister, she found half a tin she kept from when I was a baby, two and a half years before oh, this moment. no. She made the milk and gave it to my sister. What she hadn't realised is when she'd used it in my baby days, a fly had oh, gotten into the tin no. and laid eggs. I apparently moved on from powdered milk, so the tin was sealed shut and left in the cupboard, with the eggs unhatched and in a oh. dormant state. Dormant being the operative word. Apparently, flies' eggs can remain dormant for a long time and only need the right conditions to hatch. These conditions being dark, warm, and wet. Oh and yes, my God. My sister's milk-filled baby stomach, as it turns out, had the perfect conditions for the little critters. My baby sister shat out live maggots for two days. Oh, my God. God. Still didn't change mum's attitude to what was kept in the cupboard and what should more frequently should not be thrown away. Hope you enjoyed the story. Loved the show. Cheers, Tom. Fuck me, that's serious. Because you know what? I'm one of those people that thinks, oh, you know, a bit of dirt ends up everywhere and it probably does you a bit of good, boosting the immune system, etc. And your stomach's acid will just deal with that. That is terrifying. That's the bit that's got me because I always think once it gets to your stomach, that's it. You've had it. But the idea that the stomach itself is the incubator. (sighs) Oh, I need to have a long, hard look at myself. God, God, that is... Uh, I think we'll just need a moment to decompress after that. Yeah, I think that's the end of that. Like, you, you can't top that, can you, as, a, as an eating old uh, stuff email? We've not had any listener scoops. Uh, I don't know if people are just struggling to follow my uh, amazing hack about going to theme parks, but um, if you've got a bit of thrift... One. Well, we've got one. It's from our old pal, Snigsy. Snigsy! Oh, back in touch, is he? Here he is. Snigs easy after the dogs. I found him. He says, hello, publicans. Love it. Are we calling ourselves Republicans or the doggers? The doggers, I guess, is the would be the um, collective noun for yeah. people who uh, drink in or listen to down the dogs. So we are all doggers. He says, hello, publicans. A few ideas. Jukebox top three. We'll have yours and your celeb mates top threes. That's quite nice. Do we have a jukebox in the dog? What, what, Lan- oh, Danny, what yeah. do you reckon of that? Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Can we just get an uptake from Danny? Have you Ralphed during the podcast or have you uh, kept Not it yet, but the, the topics discussed have, um, <laughs> have not helped. The idea of a toddler shitting live maggots didn't, didn't do it for you. No, and big penises and um, <laughs> fishy laptops. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's mad to think this has its roots in the um, fantasy Premier League genre, really. <laughs> what were we ever pretending for? Yeah. So do we have a jukebox? Would we have a jukebox? We have a jukebox. I'll tell you what as well. I think if you've got a jukebox, just make it free. Totally agree. Yeah. There's nothing better than a a free pub jukebox. It really creates a good atmosphere in a pub, I think. 
I mean, these days it's just an iPod and a Bluetooth speaker in it. Just go up to it and fucking type it in. Nah, you've got to get yourself an old, you know. Yeah, they look good, don't they? With, yeah. the, with the vinyls. Because life hacks, that's more what it is, isn't it, rather than scoop? What is your life hack? Uh, you and I may bulk at that you know, phrase, um, but yeah. that's just what everyone calls it. So, what are your life hacks? Hello at downthedock.com. He says, uh, ask for a top tip every episode, i.e., Take your scratches out of your CDs and DVDs using a banana. So there you go. You have got one. Snigsy's oh, given us one. I'm going to do that today. Snigsy, can you let us know? Um, do you then have to, I guess you then have to like wipe it clean afterwards. I imagine it's the banana skin, is it? I'll <sighs> Google it and I'll have a go this afternoon. Okay. Um, and then Snigsy also says, um, Peggy Mitchell getting barred stories. Surely some beauties out there. I'll keep thinking. Oh, people getting barred from pubs. Yes. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Have you barred? ever been barred from a pub? Nah. Have been barred pub? Nah. Have you not? You're a wrong, aren't you? Especially when you've had some. I've never been barred. You've you, been barred. Pub what? Pub watch. Remember pub watch? Oh, naughty boys. Yeah, pub watch was like it, well, it still exists in local areas. Obviously, all the landlords are like, if you're barred from one, you're barred from all, basically. So if you cause trouble down the wheat sheaf, you're also barred from the nags head and the yeah. three kings and whatever else. And you were on that. No, I wasn't on that. I'm saying, as well as being barred, people may have been put on pub watch. Oh, I see. I thought you meant you were on pub watch. No, God. That would have been so cool. Yeah, I was um, on pub watch back in the day, so don't fuck about. Well, that's a good, uh, that is a good listener scoop. I love that. So, thank you so much for downloading this, and we really do mean it. Don't forget to leave a five-star written review on whatever podcast platform you consume this and... You can get in touch with us if you've been affected by any of the stories. If you've got any life hacks, email us, hello at downthedog.com, and we'll see you next time. Don't get up the cat, get down the dog. Bye. Bye. Bye.